Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Stephanie, and I usually say it's Stephanie and Greg, but Greg is not here. Greg is in Beirut, Lebanon, and he's uh, coming back Friday. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but I'm flying solo today as far as hosting. But I have in studio with me today, pre-recording, my co-workers and my friends, Daryl Paddock, Tobin Hess, and Ben Smith. So welcome to the studio, guys. Awesome. Howdy. What's up? <laughs> is that all I get? Hey, Steph, you're like yelling. Up. Am I yelling? Yeah. This is how I always talk on the radio. So That's how they like it. That's how they like it, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys are here, so I'm not talking loudly by myself for a whole 43 minutes. At least your mic and clothes, I mean... Yeah. It's hard for us to get you to mic. If you couldn't tell, we're talking tech stuff with tech people and Steph. That's right. It's Steph and the techs today. And I did that on purpose, guys, because I wanted to talk this hour about a lot of things technological in the church world. I think that you guys are often overlooked in church, um, in the church world. I think pastors, worship ministers, um, even some key volunteer positions are are really um, recognized um, more so than you tech guys. And you guys, church could not run. At least our church could not run without you guys. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But I wanted to talk uh, briefly about where Greg is. So he's in Beirut. T- Tobin, do you know where Beirut is? Um, is that somewhere in like Indiana or something? <laughs> yeah, it's close. Beirut, Texas. <laughs> yeah. How about the Middle East in the country of Lebanon? So Greg. Indiana's and- east of here. Right, but this is the Middle East. I thought Lebanon was like in Indiana. Is that not? There is a Lebanon, Indiana, but you're really getting off course here with me, buddy. So let's (laughs) let's, let me rein this back in. And Dean Crandall, who is also one of our sponsors, is uh, with Greg, and they are in Lebanon, Lebanon, and they are at a missionary, um, I guess, a location. It's called Hearts for Lebanon. And um, let's—I just want to kind of update you a little bit about this uh, mission. Regional wars, a refugee crisis, economic collapse, and the spread of radical ideologies have resulted in a deep despair in Lebanon and throughout the Middle East. And the needs of today reach beyond the refugee communities that we continue to serve to the poor and marginalized Lebanese families who find themselves in desperate need. So Lebanon hosts the highest population of refugees per capita out of any nation in the world. They have over 2 million refugees of war that live in Lebanon and nearly 90% of them are struggling to survive living just in an extreme poverty. Lebanon is in the middle of an economic collapse that has devalued their local currency by over 90%. Uh, most refugee children and many Lebanese children have little or no access to formal education, and that has led to huge increases in child labor, early marriage, and sex trafficking. And so the gospel is being spread there, and hope is being uh, delivered through Jesus. And Greg and um, Dean are just there kind of checking it out. So I kind of wanted to give our uh, listeners an update as to where Greg is and why I am flying solo with you guys today. Um, but we want to be praying for them and thinking about them. Hey, let's talk about the sermon series that we have been in uh, for the past, well, this would be week four, I believe, in the new sermon series that we're doing with some um, other local churches. So I wanted to ask you guys, um, have any particular week or question impacted you? Let me update you on the ones that we've covered so far. The first one was back on September 11th. What does it mean to be saved? So the questions were, is Jesus really the only way? That kind of stuff. 
On September 18th, they dealt with what happens when I die. That was when Gary Johnson was here and just explained a lot of what happens after you die and what heaven is like. Last week, we looked at why do we protect the unborn. And today at second, Tracy Thomas tackled the question, if God is good, why is there so much suffering in this world? So as you guys have listened to the series, has there been any one in particular that has kind of stuck out to you? Just jump right on in, guys. I'll I'll talk first. (laughs) Okay. So... I think today for me. Yeah. Um, Dang it, I should have gone. <laughs> Did he steal your answer? <laughs> yeah. So growing up to this point, I've always heard things like, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. And after today, I don't know that I'll ever say that again. Mm. Um, it was pretty impactful to me to hear there's none good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was really affected me today. I doubt I'll ever use that terminology again. Um, I've had family members pass away, and I've often said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too bad that those good people had to pass away. But actually, the the Lord said there's none good. That's right. And uh, today, that really impacted me today. Yeah. I doubt I'll ever use that terminology again. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and just encourage people that, that he is the only one that's worthy. Right. How about, how about you, Tobin or Ben? Anyone particularly hit you? Um, I would say kind of the same as Daryl, just... Um, this idea of evil in the world, suffering. Um, I was in Next Gen mm-hmm. today, and Kylie uh, closed his sermon with this thought of, you know, we always talk about why do bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. but uh, really we should be thinking about why do good things happen to bad people, mm. you know, because mm. that's really the real question. They kind of flipped it. Yeah, um, but, you know, it's it's definitely a tricky subject, and when you've grown up in the church your whole life, you hear a lot about these different topics, mm-hmm. but that was definitely the one that stuck out to me today. It's, mm-hmm. you know. yeah. And I might say, again, we're pre-recording yeah. because Greg yeah. is gone. We're pre-recording on Sunday afternoon after our services, so that's why we're saying today. Yeah. Um, ben, how about you? Yeah, I would say that Tracy on Sunday today. Yeah. didn't. Yeah, he hit it out of the park today. It was just uh, suspenseful. Um, I can't remember what he was talking about at the time because I was focused on running the cameras and I was trying to get a good wide shot of the crowd when he kind of hit that climax and Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. was good. I think he was reading actually out of Revelation about uh, the passage when Jesus is going to come back riding on a white horse and I think that got some claps from the congregation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I also wanted to talk about um, an event that took place this past uh, Thursday um, at the Danville Correctional Center. Now, Ben, you were not with us this past Thursday, um, but Tobin and Daryl and I went. You went with us last year when we did the worship event, yep, didn't yep, you? I did last so, year. so you've you've taken part in yeah. um, the worship event at the Danville Correctional Center. But first of all, we um, got out there on Thursday. It was such a beautiful day. I mean, it was cool, sunny. It was a great day to be out there. I don't know if you guys... You mean not mid-July this year? Well, well, remember, we were supposed to do it in mid-July, and it was like, I think the heat index that day we were supposed to do it was 110. So we decided to cancel that one and move it to the fall. So first of all, we had great weather. Uh, Chaplain Chris Easton is always a great guy to connect with out Mm -hmm. at the um, prison. And he was with you guys as you set up. We got a stage and the band, and Alan Lynch came over and did sound for us. Um, and then we did two concerts, one at 12, 12-ish, and then one at one. And so the guys came out to the yard, and three of our own ministers were able to be inside the yard. Uh, Dale Daniel and Greg Taylor and uh, Terry Goodwin were able to be inside the yard. We did maybe 35 set you know, of music, worship music. 
That'd give be me 35 minutes, right? What did I say? 35 sets. Oh, 35 minutes. Yeah, 35 minutes. Yeah, 35 minutes in two <laughs> sets. Yeah, my 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 mouth is moving We're faster all about than my the brain. Details. Yeah, yeah. I, guess so. I guess you are. So, what did you guys walk away from that from this year? And Ben, you can speak to it last year as well. Tobin, um, you know, I always think about the live worship experience, mm-hmm. and I mean, just kind of speaking to maybe some of our online people and people that you know watch, listen to the sermon podcast. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing that beats being live mm-hmm. in a worship experience mm-hmm. where there's other people surrounding you where you can, you know, see the band, you can feel the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't recreate that anywhere else. Right. And I think that really helps positively impact all those inmates out mm-hmm. at the prison. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Daryl, would you? Yeah. I, I always took it for granted that I've never been in prison mm-hmm. and never experienced mm-hmm. being incarcerated, but, um, always able to go to church and worship with my family and Mm -hmm. uh, you do things you want to do. And once you are inside and you see that these men are not allowed to do things, Mm -hmm. um, not allowed to experience things that we get to do every week, Mm -hmm. Uh, we get to go to church and worship God and in our own way. And they do worship God, but they're on the inside and they're being told when they can do things when they can't do them. But I think that impacts me to watch them come out Mm -hmm. and experience something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just does my heart a lot of good to watch the men worship God. Um, So I hope we keep doing it. Yeah, me too. Ben? One thing that kind of caught me surprised last year was, you know, there were maybe 70-ish people that came out to the yard to watch, Mm -hmm. uh, but not all of them were necessarily wanting to be there to worship right. they just wanted that time to be outside mm-hmm. um and not that that's a bad thing i mean if i was going outside i'd if i had the chance to go outside i'd take the chance right. um but hopefully you know they were able to hear something or um to see others worship that might impact them right right i think what impacts me each time is like when we're closing out the worship set and like this year, I think I prayed over the guys. And when you when I start praying, I, and I think I pray for their families, and I realize how impactful their decisions have been for their whole families, you know, parents, uh, spouses, children, who their loved one is in prison now, and um, how that just is a trickle-down effect. And I prayed a blessing over them, and I thought... Man, I would want I want people to pray a blessing over me and my kids and my family. And I just forget sometimes when I drive by that facility every day. Daryl, you and I live in Covington, so we drive past it mm-hmm. almost every day. That those are families represented in there. It's not just a bunch of guys, but it's men who have families that they love mm-hmm. and they care about. And so I hope that it was an experience where we could bring them a little bit of joy and um, you know the hope of Jesus. And I just appreciate you guys, all the hard work you do. It's a lot of work setting up all that stuff. And I don't think people realize. And we're going to get to that in the next segment. We're going to talk about the tech world and church and um, all that you guys do to keep things running for us. So uh, I hope you'll stay tuned and come back after the break. We'll be back right after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, 
Randall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It is Thursday, October 6th, and it is Stephanie. Uh, Greg is, again, not with us. He's in Beirut. Probably, I would think, getting ready to get on a plane maybe about now and fly home. He's supposed to be back Friday. But before we went on the air after this, uh, during that break, Tobin said, don't forget the sponsors. Come so on. I'm going to let you read the sponsors. We are grateful for the people that sponsor Direct Line. Tell us Oh, yeah. Our sponsors are Don and Deanna Witzel from McDonald's. Chris and Daisha Robinson from Robinson Chiropractic, Bill and Mary Lou Knight from Lakewood Insurance, the Darbys from Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tank Wash, and Dean and Gina Crandall from Morgan Stanley. Good job, Tobin. Awesome. Thanks. I tried to put you under the spot there, but it didn't work. (laughs) It's easy to say Gene and Dina instead of Dean and Gina, so you did real well. You did good. Well, let's talk about technology. Technology, all things technology in the church. I think that many people don't think about what happens at church on a regular basis on Sunday mornings uh, to make things run. And you guys are really the ones that make things run at our church, at Second Church of Christ. And I think there probably are many people in many churches throughout the county that do your jobs and they really go unnoticed. I wanted to um, bring your attention an article that I read this week about 10 technologies that have changed the church throughout history. And I'm just going to read them off here. You can comment are these are the on top them. 10? These are the top 10 technologies. The first one, <laughs> Ben, is the Roman road. Who would have thought back in Bible times that a road would make that much of a difference in church? But really, that is how the gospel began to spread when they began to have transportation like they did. Second was papyrus and parchment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't think about, you know, getting something onto paper and that they didn't instead have paper like we have and stone. In, instead of chisel and stone in a cave somewhere. So that kind of changed church. How about this? The Gutenberg press. Uh, yeah, that made a big uh, difference in church. Um, ultimately they could do mass printing mm-hmm. of the gospel. How about this one, which Florida Floridians and North Carolinians are dealing with this week? Uh, no electricity, but electricity changed church. Um, imagine back in the days of Little House on the Prairie when they had church, you would light a candle and, you know, I guess you would 
you could have church by candlelight, but that was probably all you had, right? So I guess that changed our times. Kind of the definition of the home church back then. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you could have church at times when it was dark now that we have I wonder if back then the um, video guys would complain about <laughs> the color temperature of the candles. <laughs> I bet they all matched. <laughs> I bet there was one back then that was talking about it. How about this one? HVAC. That changed church for the better, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweaty oh. ministers. How many of you got married in a church? Did you get married in a church that didn't have, um, ele- uh, not electricity, but air conditioning? <laughs> Daryl, you're only, I know you had a birthday this week. Darryl's you're not, not that, that old, old, right? Yeah. You, you know, should, you shouldn't ask tech guys those questions because <laughs> we can come up with something really funny to say. That's but, right. Yeah, I think it was hot when. Was it hot on your wedding day? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. And so the, I think that air conditioning made for longer services, maybe. I, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But a preacher in the old days, if it was too hot, he probably ended it. I'm not sure a good preacher that's preaching is going to care about the <laughs> his congregation. I mean, if he's on a roll and going you to think? town. Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah. Well, I agree. But I think the HVAC but, did change some oh, things yeah. in, in the church made it world. more bearable, I'm Okay, sure. now we get to something that you guys are into. Audio, and I'll put this visual. Audio and visual has really transformed what happens in churches. I mean, I remember growing up, my audio, they just turned the lights on. There was one microphone. That was it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was it for you guys when you went to church, but there wasn't much audio and visual gr- for me growing up. And now... Things have really advanced and changed. So we'll talk more about that in a bit. How about uh, radio and television, especially since COVID? um, Mm -hmm. We have realized how television has really transformed church, that you can sit at home in your pajamas on your couch and you can take part in church. This next one is Daryl's favorite. Yep, Daryl's favorite. Media duplication. Anybody want a CD or DVD out there? <laughs> no, nope, we aren't offering that anymore. We don't do that anymore. But he might media- hook you up with a VHS. Yeah, exactly. We've got some stashed away in a closet. But that really did change a lot of things. Getting the gospel out by copying a CD mm-hmm. or a, a VHS tape. Well, and uh, if you don't know this, uh, we talked about the prison earlier. But we make a DVD every week and send right. it to the prison. So. Right, and that was one thing that some of those guys recognized us because yeah. they watch our Sunday services as yeah. well as others in the community. But. Um, the automobile changed things. It used to be you would get, I guess, on your horse and buggy or you would walk to church. And now with cars, we can go further uh, distances to yeah. go to the church of our choice. Were you going to say something, Ben? Well, I just remember the story of uh, or the, the concept of the traveling minister who would be yeah. going from, I don't want to say village to village, but kind of you know from area to area taking his truth, you know, the truth with him. Right. Um, so that people wouldn't have to go to him, he would go to them. Right, right. So those technology things change, really, at church, at church in, how, in general and how they do things. So I'm going to talk to you guys about the pros and cons that you can think of of technology. Some people are really not for it. I mean, there are some churches that are resistant. They don't want, they don't want lights. They don't want screens. They don't want um, some of those things that are kind of entering the church world. What do you think some of the pros are of technology? Tobin, I'm going to start with you. Um, so it's really, it's really difficult to say because it's kind of twofold. There's audio and there's visual. Right. Um, I would say a pro of audio is we have a lot of hearing impaired people Mm -hmm. in our church and without audio reinforcement or sound reinforcement, Mm -hmm. um, those people would really struggle to hear, you know, Greg or Kylie sitting in the back of the room, Mm -hmm. you know, when they're a hundred feet away from the stage. True. So true. 
How about how about um, I'm thinking like visual? We use a lot of video yeah. uh, material sometimes, like to tell stories. How has that impacted, and it, why would that be a pro or a con? Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that a, it's a pro because we can share stories. We can get people that are from you know other communities around mm-hmm. us that uh, are making an impact for like the women's care clinic mm-hmm. or. Um, the uh, the women's shelter or the the men's shelter mm-hmm. and whatnot. We can share their story with our congregation. That that we can't do that live. You know, we've got three services now. It wasn't that far in the past that we actually had um, four services mm-hmm. on a Sunday. We've actually got five. I miscounted, but mm-hmm. you know, you can't have somebody share that story seven times on a Sunday morning right. and communicate effectively through yep. the whole thing. So being able to use video on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to know if we can go back to transparencies. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? Do you want to be the flipper? The oh, one that changes sure. them around? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I'd do that. Can you, any of you think of any cons? Are there, what, are there some cons to technology? Yeah, I think we've been discussing one of the cons for a while. And uh, even though we have live stream and we love it here, mm-hmm. we're able to reach people that can't get out or they're not able to leave a nursing home or their home, uh, they can still have church on a Sunday morning and, and still have church at home. Uh, I guess the drawback for that, and we've discussed it, is sometimes it it allows you maybe to want to stay home sometimes, mm-hmm. whereas we would rather have you come to church and worship right. with us. If well, you it, it removes you from the community, which yeah. is one of our big RCs, one of our cornerstones here at Second mm-hmm. is being in community. And mm-hmm. when you're just watching on YouTube or whatnot, you're missing out on that. Right. Um, so hopefully you're getting community somewhere else if all you're doing is watching on absolutely online. Well, as techs, let me ask you this: Do you do you yourself feel connected on Sunday mornings to God and to others when you're doing your job? Whether now you guys are all um, made your job, you you're paid to do this, but there are many people who do this on a volunteer basis, and even some of our techs here are they're volunteers. When you are working in the tech booth or behind a camera. Um, do you feel connected to God? And you can be honest, I think, because I think I know the answer, but I don't want to speak for you. Do you feel connected to God and others when you're doing that? I feel like it depends on the position of our hearts. I know mm. for me, I've served on the tech team several times where I definitely don't feel that connection, mm-hmm. but that's my fault. That's okay. nobody's fault, but me, my fault. Mm. Um, so um, we often think of worshiping God as, you know, when we're singing the songs, mm-hmm. but we forget about the fact that running sound, running lights, you know, mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. slides, running cameras, that's all an act of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, anything we do to please God is an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget about that. So it's about the position of our heart. So Yeah. And I'm glad you said it that way because, um, I mean, there's times, there's mornings where it's a little more, a lot more going on. Yeah. Yep. So it makes it a little more tough to actually engage with maybe the worship team from the tech side of it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think what Tobin said is makes you feel good that you're doing something to impact people and the kingdom of God on yep. a Sunday morning. So we see that as worship, mm-hmm. even though we may not be totally engaged in uh, with a worship leader, mm-hmm. we're still engaged with the service and mm-hmm. want it to be as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ben? You're kind of an interesting position because um, you often are in a room all by yourself running the online experience. So you are really not connected to people at all in there. Do you? Is it hard for you to feel connected to God? 
Yeah. You want me? You want to ask me that question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, would think it, I would think it'd be very difficult. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, even when I'm not in the the live stream room, sometimes it becomes very routine mm -hmm. and and job like, mm -hmm. uh, which some. Some things as a habit are good to kind of keep bringing you back to one spot, but um, it's not often that I get to really focus in on what's being said. Like during mm -hmm. during a sermon, I will be, you know, I'm not switching slides, but I'm trying to make the camera change every now and then so it doesn't get boring if you're right. watching it. So I can't right. always, you know, completely tune in to, uh, to the sermon. And on occasion, we've got, other hiccups that happen so then my mind goes to that hiccup not sure. um not on the word that day right and i think our church is a little bit um unique in the sense that we have two services going on at the same time so not only are you trying to you know keep the main auditorium go main auditorium going but you're looking at the next gen service there's also kids world that requires tech support there's yep. um, high school ministry room that uh, needs tech support so there's a lot going on in this building and i imagine at other churches in town there are a lot of things going on at the same time and so I would think your mind is going a lot of directions, um, a lot all at once, and it's hard to sometimes stay connected and focused. Let's talk about the relationship between like stage and tech booth. Um, I think we've worked really hard as a, as a team to be connected to each other, but I know some churches, it, and even here in the past, it's been a struggle. There's been a little bit of push and pull and some animosity between the tech booth and the stage. Speak to that. Do you feel connected to... Um, the people that you're working with, whether it's in the tech booth with you or on the stage. And um, is that kind of something you have to work at or does it just happen organically? Um, you definitely have to work at it. Uh, we just got back from a conference called MXU and they talked a lot about how you need to build relationships between your team, not just your tech team, mm -hmm. but also your worship team. And, you know, you as a sound guy need to walk on stage and mm -hmm. meet everybody, learn people's names. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done a really good job of that here, but I know that's really a struggle at other churches. Right. Yeah, I'd say we've done a good job in the last several years. Before that, I don't want to say there was huge struggles, uh, probably not any more than other churches, mm -hmm. but there was a time when you know, we didn't have those relationships, didn't have that bridge, mm -hmm. as some people call it, the bridge from the tech booth to the stage. And I don't know if we have enough time for me to speak into that, but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for it, Daryl. Well, Make I wanted to say something quick. I mean, when I first came here ten years ago, that's what I wanted to see change. Right. I was out on the road traveling, singing, mm -hmm. and that was one of the things I didn't care for. Is when you go into a church, the tech people were never connected to the people on mm -hmm. the stage. Mm -hmm. And I said, if that's one thing I'd like to see change, I want to see that change. And I think it has. Yeah, you've worked really hard um, to do that. You've done a great yeah. job. So I have another question, real quick, before we go to break. What would you? Uh, what advice would you give a senior pastor or a worship minister? on how to make your job or your volunteer hours the best for you. Anything practical that you could say to us? And you can say it to me. I'm yep. the worship minister. So. Um, first thing is meet your deadlines. <laughs> if you have created deadlines, meet them. Um, like because yeah. we all have lives Ouch. outside of church. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when you don't meet your deadline, it's it's a domino effect. It doesn't just affect a couple of people. Right. It affects everybody. Right. Because it puts us past the deadline, but then it puts your volunteers that we work with past the deadline. Right. And it can fall apart really fast. Okay, so meet your deadlines. deadlines. Anything else? Tobin really likes to speak into reality. He likes to. Yeah, he's yeah. spicy. How about yeah. this communication? 
Yep. I mean, yeah. sometimes I think seniors and worship ministers don't really communicate. They just think I've put this on a piece of paper. Right. You don't know what the lights should be, or you don't yep. you don't know what we want. So how yeah. how important is communication? Communication's a big thing, and I don't, I don't want to say just about the show, just about the the church service that you're about to put together, but communication as to uh, you know, what's your family doing? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling today? Yeah. Are you connected with, I mean, it, and it goes back between the, um, the stage and the text, mm-hmm. um, everybody that's involved, you, you need to know the people that you're working with yep. so that you feel comfortable. So when there is an issue, you can bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody's having a rough time with their kids. If you don't know they're having a rough time and you try to give them what you feel is constructive criticism, mm-hmm. It may come off as unconstructive because right. you don't realize the state of their heart at that point. Right. And not that we have to tiptoe around everybody, but if we know where somebody's at, it's easier to sure. to deal with it. Sure. Yeah. Help them out. Uh, good stuff. So senior ministers out there, meet your deadlines and communicate to your uh, techs. They yeah. will really uh, appreciate it. And most techs it. like food. And food. That's right. And coffee. Yep. Co- yeah. This coffee yeah. seems to be a big hit with techs. Like so anyway. Hey, we're going to wrap this segment up. A what? Kombucha I can't even day. say kombucha. I don't even know what that you is. Said it I right. said it? Okay. But I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this segment up and we'll be back right after these um, commercials and we'll get more info on these tech guys when we come back. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call, Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie with Daryl and Tobin and Ben, while Greg is on his way back from Beirut and um, again, I just really am thankful for you guys and all that you do um, at, at our church. I mean, you can't do a wedding nowadays. You can't do a funeral. You can't do a church service without tech support. 
um, you guys are necessary for almost any anything, any event that happens at church. You know, now we do things outside. We do the fall fest, and we have to have tech support for that. You have to have sound. So you guys are so vital. And I want to ask you, why do you keep doing tech in church? Because it's often a thankless job. And usually you're only recognized when something goes wrong. <laughs> like this morning in one of our services, something went wrong. And it looks, it appears like it's the tech guy's fault when it's not the Did tech guy's fault. Did you have to call me out on the radio like that? <laughs> <laughs> it was, we actually handled it well. And I think it's because we have a good relationship, like we talked about, from the stage to the tech booth. But oftentimes that's the only time people recognize you guys is when something goes wrong. And you don't really get the props for every week when you're doing well and you do what you're supposed to do and you do your job well so why do you keep doing it who wants who's been doing it the longest daryl have you been doing this the longest i don't know i don't think so really um i I want one of these other guys to say something into that if they would all right i mean i could say some things but i'd like to hear from them (laughs) he's gonna say some things (laughs) he's gonna say some things Ben, why do you keep doing this? Uh, well, that's a good question I ask every now and then. <laughs> He's not uh, sure. Neither is Tobin. That's why, <laughs> right. right. why Daryl Daryl's getting ready to... Never mind. He's getting ready to retire. He's almost ready to retire. That's right. right. No. Uh, I like playing with gear. Mm-hmm. I like things with wires, as my wife would say. Don't walk into my house because you'll probably trip over a... <laughs> A mess of wire. Yeah. But the good thing is with that, if she needs something, I can even old wires. But <laughs> um, I like being able to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of think that's where one of my gifts is being able to, in my mind, I feel that I'm able to communicate with people, un- verbalize back to them what mm-hmm. they're asking for, mm-hmm. and then start to lay down a solution to help them get mm-hmm. there. And I feel, you know, that with kind of the, being somewhat of a tech guy puts me in a good area to be able to kind of do uh, to help these guys out with tech directing mm-hmm. for a church because mm-hmm. there's just a lot of different uh, areas that help is needed. So that's kind of where I feel that I can be useful in the church. And you are a problem solver. You're a great problem solver. And I you make do, big problems you too. Calmly, you're a calm problem solver, which I really appreciate. Tobin, why do you want to keep doing this? Why do you keep doing tech in church? Um, That's a great question. I mean, I've been here for two years now. And how long have you been in tech before here, though? Before here, um, I would say I started when I was like, 12 so about nine years yeah. oh, see i figured you're still in a diaper when you're running your first <laughs> well <laughs> He's 21 I, uh, yeah I'm, I'm 21 so i yeah it, and it may be longer than that that's just yeah. a guesstimate but um i would say first and foremost it's fun for me mm-hmm. i love doing it mm-hmm. you know yeah. i love i'm a creative at heart so <laughs> i love creating light scenes i love creating a good mix i love you know doing stuff like that um, it just brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the reason that I'm doing it in a church is just because I feel like that's where I'm called to be right mm-hmm. now in this season of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really blessed to get to have fun mm-hmm. and it be my job. Um, so that's why I keep doing it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but they are super gifted. Yeah, they are. I mean, it, and it does take, they'll both tell you this. I think it is a calling and it's a gift Mm -hmm. that you've been given to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Not everybody gets that. Um, Just like you have a great singing voice. God gave you that singing voice. I think he gave these guys 
that gift. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I mean, and tech is so technical nowadays. It's not the way it used to be. You don't just come in and flip on a soundboard and say, start talking or singing. It's so technical. And so there are so many, you're smart. I mean, you guys are just smart people. First of all, you're problem solvers and you, um, you communicate well. I mean, you have to communicate well in order to be successful. And so I give you props for that. So I, I want to move. Uh, uh, I mean, we're still talking tech, but I want to move on to something that we uh, call around here Philo. First in, last out. We go to a conference that's called Philo. It means first in, last out. And I think gone are the days where the senior minister used to be the first one in the building. He would flip on the lights. He would get the coffee going. Those days, as far as I can tell, are gone. It's technical people that are the first ones in the door. You're the ones running around to every venue, making sure everything is hooked up so that when the ministers for those areas come in, things are working. So we go to a conference called Philo to support you guys. I want to talk about that a little bit. Maybe some of our listeners, maybe there's a tech guy out there struggling in a small church, and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't keep my head above water. Ben, why don't you explain what is Philo and why why is it important that we as a team keep going to Philo? So Philo is a church tech conference Mm -hmm. that um, it's not all about the tech. There are plenty of breakout sessions depending on what kind of technical aptitude you have. If you like to play with ProPresenter or other lyric software or if you're a sound guy, a lighting designer, um, a rigger, right, if you're wanting to... uh, put equipment up above people's heads. That mm-hmm. takes a lot of experience, a right. lot of work. But um, what I really like about Philo is they've got main sessions where we get to worship. Because um, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, as I alluded to earlier, on a typical Sunday, me personally, um, my heart's not always there. Right. So I'm not always able to open up and, mm-hmm. um, and worship. Mm-hmm. And they've got some... Guys that come down, uh, one of the guys' name is Delwyn. Uh, he's a great leader, and he really, for me, he gets me to open up and mm-hmm. gets me in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Follow is a great place, uh, typically hosted up in Chicago at Willow Creek, mm-hmm. but it's been to other places, mm-hmm. but it grows every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're, if you're wanting to connect with people and you're in the, you know, uh, the Vermilion Valley area, Indiana, mm-hmm. Illinois, um, you know, us here at Second Church would love to help talk with you um, about going to Philo or just about helping you out. Right, right. Tobin, what are your thoughts about Philo? First in, last out. Yeah, um, I think a lot of Philo's focus is on helping those of us who get really burnt out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. burnout is seriously real in the church tech world and, and even the worship pastor world. Um because a lot of worship pastors in smaller churches are also the tech people. Right. Um, and so Philo for me really resonates with that area in my life where it's like, go, 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 get the service going, you know, just make sure the lights are programmed the right way, make mm-hmm. sure pro presenters set up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's about making sure your heart's positioned in the right place and, mm-hmm. For me, Philo is that once a year thing where I get to reposition my heart. Why? Go ahead. I want to say something else that you know, with all the the breakouts and the um, the technical learning, you know, building that bridge between the stage and the tech booth 
I think some of the best times that we've had are going out to eat afterwards yeah. or hitting up Top Golf with yeah. one of our vendors paying for us to be there, paying for food and golf. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. But really that time connecting with our uh, getting the different teams to connect together right, yep. absolutely. is important. I, I want to bring this up. Uh, Todd Elliott, who's the founder mm-hmm. of Philo, he wrote a book called I Love Jesus, But I Hate Christmas. <laughs> so I, I, I think tech, worship people, we get this. I mean, church has become so event-driven sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, we, we love Jesus, but Christmas becomes such a headache for us. Why are the holidays so stressful to, for techs? And what can pastors do to help you guys make the, the holidays more enjoyable for you? So let's talk about this real quick. We've got uh, Thanksgiving Eve. We've uh-huh. got a service. Yeah. You know, whatever, however many Sundays are in December. Uh-huh. And then we've got... Uh, two Christmas or four Christmas Eve services. Four Christmas Eve services. And then, and then one, no, two on Christmas Day because Christmas Day, it's uh, Christmas Day right. is Christmas this year. Right. Right. Um, okay. So your explanation just, just explained why we have headaches and why it's yeah. stressful for us. So... Well, and then beyond that, uh, we have New Year's Day, yeah. then we yeah. have uh, Good Friday, and then we have Easter. Yeah. yeah. And we also so it's very have event- a summit that we do. Don't forget Yeah, the that. GLS, right. Yeah. So- but for, for the Christmas season, it, it can be stressful because we've got our, I don't want to say our wives, but our significant others and families that are wanting mm-hmm. some of that time also. Absolutely. And I've got, you know, friend groups outside of church right. that have um, other gatherings that I'd kind of like to be at, but sometimes you just can't make it happen. Um, You know, through COVID once or twice we pre-recorded and as much of a headache it was to pre-record, those were nice because I was actually in Texas one of those years and I was able to, I didn't actually hit play to do it, but (laughs) I had it all scheduled and I just sat down on my couch with the family and monitored stuff as it went. So I think pastors can, once again, communicate well and meet your deadlines, especially at holidays because people have a life. And bring food. Bring Mm -hmm. food. One last question, and we're going to go to break. Um, Ben, how can Philo benefit a small church tech guy who does not have a budget, cannot attend the actual conference? Can they get involved in these cohorts and podcasts online or not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So first off, I want to say if you're having issues, money issues to get to Philo, or there's another conference series called MXU, you know, communicate with the people at those organizations. Um, or if you have a, a local sister or brother church, communicate with them. If they've got financial availability, they might be able to help you get there. Um, so cohort, cohorts are kind of a small groups that meet online, like a Zoom type platform. Mm-hmm. And you um, you get to know each other. You have somebody that's got your back that you can lean on. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk a little bit about tech, but really the cohorts is more about how are you doing personally mm-hmm. and uh, within your family. The podcasts are a lot of technical uh, garb. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> but that's good. That's why we're here. That's right. Um, well, I will say that I love you guys. I love going to these events. I don't know what they're talking about most of the time. Uh-huh. I don't understand the words, but I do understand food, coffee, and love and relationship. And so that's the hey, part I'm there for. I, I do want to put this uh, publicly. You uh, did a great job when we were up in Chicago a couple weeks back. You got us some really good pizza. Yeah. And one thing you learned about that, so we were at a church up there, mm-hmm. and yeah. when, when we host events here at Second, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard because you got other people coming into your building, and they're yep. taking spaces yep. and making messes. Yep. But 
uh, Stephanie ordered us pizza. She got us some great local pizza, and she found us a room in their church, and she realized, well, I'll let you tell them. Well, yeah, they were just, they let us just walk into this room and sit down and have pizza and salad and sort of make a little bit of mess. We cleaned it up, but it made me realize it's important for churches when someone needs to use your building, we sh- I need to be gracious because yeah. they were gracious to us. Share yeah. your space. It's not, right. it's not our space. That's right. It's God's space. God's space. So anyway, if you're a tech guy out there struggling, I would encourage you to reach out to Ben or Tobin or Daryl. Um, it's their first names at secondchurch.com. You might have questions that they could answer and we might be able to help get you to Philo. Um, maybe you can hop in the van with us and go up to Chicago sometime. So, hey, we're going to take Warm a break. Up the bus. Yeah, when we come back, I have some history segments, of course. Greg always likes the history, so I've got some history segments to go over. We'll be back right after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member S. IPC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's been a great show. Stephanie. Yeah. You know what today is? I do know what today is. It's not Thursday. It's it's not Thursday. It's Sunday. It's it's my birthday. Somebody's birthday. It's my birthday. That's Happy. the good news Happy segment. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Great news segment. I'm not going to you going to finish the song? No? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Stephanie. Happy birthday to you. Oh, a tech guy that can do some harmony, too. I like it. I'm also have you gotten like him to it. sing on stage yet? I have gotten him to sing there on stage I'm once. Al- I'm, I'm also a worship guy. I know you are. I I'm, you I'm are. a lot of things guy. You are. You are. Well, I... I love you guys. You're my best friends here at church. I would bend over backwards to help you out most of the time. If I could bend over backwards <laughs> and get back up, I would. But um, I, I, I just want to say the reason I had these guys on was because I think you guys are most overlooked in church and you work harder than almost anybody else. And so if, if you are a pastor out there, recognize your tech people, take them out for coffee, 
spend some time with them and find out how they're doing because it's a stressful job and it's one that just keeps rolling and it doesn't ever really stop. So, hey, I wanted to do um, a few history things because Greg always does history things, but my history things are not quite as interesting as his. How about this? On October 6th, 1893, Nabisco invents cream of wheat. Are you guys a cream of wheat fans or not? Do you even, do you I even don't know even what, know what, you know cream, what cream of, of wheat, wheat is, is Tobin? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an oatmeal guy. Oatmeal? I'm a cocoa weeds kind of girl. Have you ever, mm. have you ever had cocoa weeds? Cocoa weeds with a little bit of butter and half and half with toast is so good. Cream of wheat, I don't know what it is either. I've never had it. It's, it looks like wallpaper paste, I think. <laughs> Must oh, came boy. out during the Great Depression Mace, or something. Well, 1893. Was that the Great Depression? It, I don't no, think that so. was before it. then. So, But anyway, that's a long time for cream of wheat to have been around. So I don't know if we have any cream of wheat fans out there, but I'm actually a cocoa wheats kind of girl. How about this one? On October 6th, 1961, you were alive, right, Daryl? You were alive? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Steph, I was We didn't share your age, so why are you asking him? I'll share my age. Yeah. Today, on on, on October 2nd, when we are recording this, I turned 53. Wow. I wasn't, wow, like, you can't believe it's that old. I thought you were 48 or something. I'm 53 today. Anyway. Now, what did I guess earlier when I texted? 45? Yeah, 45. I love you, Tobin. Tobin's going for points. That's right. He got some points with me. Anyway, on October 6, 1961, JFK advises Americans to build nuclear bomb shelters. And my question is, do we follow governmental advice any better today than they did back then? Did you build a bomb shelter? Did your parents? I don't know. Uh, No. Okay. I don't know anybody that built a bomb shelter. But the president said to do it, so... How many people did it? Do you? Have I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's my question. Do people follow governmental advice today any better than Probably back then? Probably not. Probably no. not. Okay, and then this one, October seventh, nineteen eighty-two. Cats opens on Broadway. Are you guys Broadway fans? I wouldn't say fan. Cats hasn't been very intriguing to me. Yeah, me neither. I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. Have you seen it, Tobin? I've never seen Cats. Yeah, so. I don't even understand what it. Why would you want a musical about a bunch of cats? Yeah. But it's it's long running. I mean, that's it's a long running, yeah. popular musical. Yeah. Do you hey, ha- give me Phantom of the Opera. And you I'll like be Phantom? What's, oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite? Oh man, Hamilton. Pro- pro- probably not. I mean, I, every musical that I've ever seen, it, I've always been in the pit, so I've never really. <laughs> Oh, seen yeah. It. I forgot. I'm he talking to tech guys. So, I mean, have you ever seen anything on Broadway, Daryl? Uh, I or- think I was forced to go to a Broadway <laughs> show by my wife when I was in New York once. And she never forced uh, me back to that. So. so, see, I'm the music girl. I love musicals. I love Wicked. It's my favorite. And it's mm. funny that sitting here with a bunch of tech guys, you guys would probably just not be that interested, except what was happening behind the scenes. Probably. I mean, I, we got to cut this. It's time to go. So, okay, what are you going to say? Okay. Well, I was going to say Jesus Christ Superstar is a really good musical. You like that one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hey, that wraps up our time today. We don't have any Thanks, more time. Steph. Thanks for joining me, being my friends and my coworkers. And I love doing ministry with you and working together with you. And I just want to give a shout out to all those tech guys and girls out there in the church world. Keep at it. Uh, reach out if you need some help. And we appreciate all that you do. Have a great day.